Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Really glad to have this young lady on. She's an author. She's an activist. She's a great lady. Her name is Bethany uh, Mandel. Bethany, how are you? Good to see you. Thank God so well. How are you? Uh, doing very well. Uh, thank God indeed. We've been following each other for a long time. I love everything that you lay down over on social media. And I'm the father of five daughters, the, younger, the youngest of which is seven. The eldest is like 31. I'm not really sure how all that happened. But having said that, I am, I am in fear for my kids when I see all of this stuff unfolding uh, in schools. Now, as a parent, I do my due diligence. My wife does her due diligence. We, we make sure that we teach them the right way, which right from wrong, what's a good value, what's a bad value. But um, not every kid has that same opportunity. So you decided to write a book. It's called Stolen Youth, How Radicals Are Erasing Innocence and Indoctrinating a Generation. I could not have said it better. Just take it from there. Why write the book? Why well, write the book? I, so I co-wrote it with a, one of my best girlfriends, Carol Markowitz, and we just saw you know, incident after incident where we felt like we were constantly under barrage from every single angle where our kids were sort of being targeted for woke indoctrination. And it was funny, I was on, um, I was on the radio with Carol and I hung up with her today and I got an email from the Kennedy Center and it was like, a, a play 1776 like you've never heard of it before and i was like well that sounds amazing yeah. i love anything founders everything and then i opened the email and they say the the body of the email about this play that they're doing at the kennedy center highlights women uh transgender and non-binary people in the founding and tells their story i'm like is there no escape anywhere ever and this is this is just what it is it's just a constant barrage of this woke messaging from every single angle and it's feels uh, it feels coordinated and it's because in a lot of ways it is it is a coordinated effort on every single front impacting our children and the result is their hope is that they turn our children into sort of child soldiers and, and little warriors in their woke revolution to remake the American you know, society. It's Bethany Mandel. She's uh, written a book called Stolen Youth. Go and find that. It's on Amazon right now. If you go to her on, on Twitter, Bethany Mandel, you can uh, find the link, the Amazon link right there. Or, as I say, go to Amazon. Um, uh, how, how, did they, how did they do this? Is, was it the slow boil with the frog where you the lukewarm water and just turn the boil up? Because this, this appears to be overnight, but it really wasn't. I almost no. feel like it was happening without you and I really realizing it. And then all of a sudden it was in our face. Yes. So it it really, really ramped up over COVID. And when we were writing Stolen Youth, we realized that COVID was really sort of the moment where they turned up the heat to 10. It was on like a three or a four, and then they turned it up to 10. And they've sort of realized the the lesson of COVID for the left was that they could lie to our faces about things that were just completely ridiculous and completely implausible. For instance, you can put a cloth piece of fabric over a three-year-old's face and that will somehow stop a a highly contagious respiratory virus and that they should wear it even though they're not at all at risk. So we we were fed so many lives by the left over COVID and people dutifully went along. And so they kind of took a lesson from that, that we can continue with this sort of gaslighting and an indoctrination campaign and press the gas. And, you know, that was really the lesson of COVID. And that was sort of the tipping point moment for Carol and I when we realized like they are coming for our kids and over the course of COVID they did not care about children we saw it in the school closures we saw it in the mask mandates um, I, I saw it where I live locally in the the suburbs of Washington DC they shut down our pediatric ER and opened a COVID ward that sat empty and we had no pediatric ER that's crazy and th- I mean this it, it was just you know it, they they could not be more clear Kids are our last priority, and they are only important insofar as we can use them to sort of further our our 
means or yeah. ends. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll say some things you already know. Uh, the masks don't work because COVID is much smaller than the openings in the mesh. That's just stupid. Uh, kids yeah. don't need to get the shot. I'm not sure anybody needed to get the shot. If you've ever watched my show, um, we've got the inventor of mRNA technology saying don't get the shot. So the shot uh, during this show, and I don't have any control of this, on some local stations, you might have an ad from a big pharma company pushing that kids should go get the shot. So you're right. We've been lied to for a long time. Also, we should have believed that a penguin, something I never even heard of, an animal I never heard of before, somehow got bitten by a bat that gave COVID to a person, and that's how it spread. And, of course, that's not how it spread. It came from the lab. So we've been lied to about that constantly. But yeah. COVID, COVID could not have really added to family-friendly drag shows, could it? I mean, what the hell is a family-friendly drag show? A drag show is adult entertainment. That's what it is. And I'm not here to say don't have drag shows. I don't go to them, never been to one. Um, but but how did it become family-friendly? Was there some sort of psychosis that was already going on because of the lies that were being ingested and believed uh, about COVID that they were able to get us to believe that that it's okay for a grown man to twerk in your five-year-old's face? So they, and this is something we go into in Stolen Youth also, they've decided to uh, market highly sexualized content to our children under the guise of it being LGBT. So if you object to any of this content, you are therefore a bigot. But what I don't understand is all of the parents who are willingly bringing their children to these programs, would they bring their ch- child to a, a drag or a stripper story hour? Right. Of course they wouldn't, because right. that is... Highly inappropriate and highly sexualized, but because it's a drag queen, you are therefore bigoted. And that's that's a lot of the way that they're sort of slipping in this highly sexualized content is by making it gay and lesbian. And so therefore you are a bigot if you don't don't think that children should partake in such matters. But again, how do they do it? Because the gay community, generally speaking, doesn't agree with this. The gay community, the gay people I know don't even accept transgenders as part of their community. They feel like that's being forced on them as well. How do they get away with it? The gay community or, or the gay, uh, I, I don't I would, I don't want to say like glad and, and and all of these organized communities because they are a little bit whacked out. But just the general American who happens to be gay does not subscribe to any of this stuff. No, they don't. I mean, so what's really interesting, something that we go into in depth in Stolen Youth, is that we hit this over and over and over. Only 7% of Americans consider themselves very liberal, and even a smaller percentage of them consider themselves woke. But they are a very loud, very scary minority. Yeah. They cancel people left and right. And that was another lesson that they learned from COVID. And so they've decided that they will sort of implant themselves in GLAD, in a lot of these organizations, in uh, the American Academy of Pediatrics, uh, Pediatric Academic Society, like you name it. The name, the society, name the company, and they have put themselves at the top. And for a lot of people, it's, you know, you have to follow these DEI requirements. And the the vast majority of people who are like, Oh, I don't know, but they don't they don't want to be a bigot. And so they're like, yeah, OK, I believe in equity because the alternative is you're a racist or you're a bigot. And so a lot of it comes down to people being afraid to sort of stand their ground and say, no, this is not appropriate in any number of ways on on CRT, on race, on gender. And a lot of why we wrote the book was to just give people the strength and the courage to stand up and say, this is a threat. And we need to protect our children at all costs. It's uh, Bethany Mandel. She, along with Carol Markowitz, wrote the book Stolen Youth, How Radicals Are Erasing Innocence and Indoctrinating a Generation. Here's the real challenge. And what you've already talked about is very challenging for, for a parent as well uh, or already. And you're the homeschooling parent of five children. I've got five daughters, as I said. Uh, my kids still go to public school, but I checked out the schools first. And we're in a remote area in Texas to where we still feel pretty good about it. But uh, having said all of that, Just today, on March 8th, as you and I are speaking, First Lady Jill Biden 
is introducing an award winner for Women's Day, and it's a transgender guy from, like, uh, Guatemala or something. I'm, I'm confused. So if your kids and my kids, and we protect them from this, but if there are generally children out there who aren't being watched and happen to have on the first lady, you'd think that would be wholesome enough. She's introducing a guy with long blonde hair who's accepting yeah. an award for being a woman. How do, you, how do you disabuse them of what they've seen with their own eyes? I was told this is a woman, Mom. No, I mean, I think that you have to raise children who have a healthy distrust of authority. And COVID really did that for me. Yeah, <laughs> My right. children now have that. Um, but, I mean, Hershey is another example. They just... Uh, they what were they thinking? That- Bethany, what were they thinking? I mean, they, they want the hate and they want the clicks. And, and, is that and- it? Oh, yeah. And Disney does the same thing. We wouldn't be... No one would be talking about Hershey right now were it not for them sort of giving us all the middle finger. Yeah, but Bethany, is it, is it gonna, is it not gonna make me buy a chocolate bar? Don't they just wanna sell chocolate bars? I mean, you would think, right. I mean, but at the end of the day, they've decided that no, no, there's no such thing as bad press. Okay. And so they've decided that they will just push the envelope and push the envelope. Meanwhile, Daily Wire has sold, what, a million dollars worth of chocolates? Jeremy Boring started his own chocolate company right. and overnight, they've sold hundreds <laughs> of thousands of bars. Pretty smart, I'm, I'm sad that I didn't get in on that, right. I, Oh, I know. Well, he, I mean, Daily Wire published Stolen Youth, so, you know. Is I, there, I, is, well, Bethany, is there always uh, a, a positive to that, selling chocolate bars, whereas Hershey just lost a bunch? Maybe you think about opening a, a, a theme park, which is hard to do, instead of people going to Disney. Is there always a good alternative? Is there always a way for us to pounce in a positive way and bring back the value system? Like there are book companies like Daily Wire, Brave Books, or others that are actually publishing books that make sense to people like you and me who have these values. So I think in a lot of ways there are. So I I edit a children's book series called Heroes of Liberty. And so we sort of circumvent the whole problem of Scholastic being woke and say, like, we're going to we're going to publish our own books. And, you know, that works to an extent. The Daily Wire has been incredibly successful uh, producing books, children's media, movies, you name it. Yeah, great. Um, But we also we don't need them. And I think that they think that we do. I don't need to bring my children to to Disney, to uh, Hershey Park. There are other theme parks out there. Yes. Doll- what is it? Dollyville? Dollyland? I think it's Dollywood. Yeah, Dollywood. Dollywood. There yeah. you go. <laughs> I mean, there are a lot of alternatives. Instead of going to Disney and spending literally $20,000, yeah. you can bring your whole family to Hawaii. You can bring your family on a road trip. There are a lot of wholesome alternatives, and they think that our backs are against a wall. But we're seeing Disney stock prices plummet. And I think that we're going to see the same from Hershey because at the end of the day, like what they don't seem to understand is they are ticking off their biggest constituency yes. family, and, both and, and, Disney and, and Hershey. And, and to kowtow to about 1% of the population, which makes no That's sense. Right. It's Bethany That's Mandel. Right. She's written a book called Stolen Youth, How Radicals Are Erasing Innocence and Indoctrinating a Generation. Did they do this by pouring it all out all at once? And what I mean is all of a sudden CRT equity 1619 project we never got got uh, reparations for slavery a white supremacy is everywhere we suddenly all of a sudden were dumped with how bad this country is and either you get on the bandwagon or you're part of what we just said was bad did they do that on purpose do you think or did it just come to a head um organically somehow I mean, I think it's a little bit of both. I think that they see sort of the success of all of the gaslighting and all of the, you know, previous efforts that they've made that were successful and they decide to just full barrel ahead. I mean, it took a long time for Americans to become comfortable with gay marriage, for instance. And it, it became from 
it went from we don't care what happens. You shouldn't care what happens in our bedroom right. to bake the cake or we'll sue you. And that took a long time to get from A to B. Yeah. And that has been that road has been severely truncated with the transgender campaign. It went really in the last less than 10 years from it doesn't matter what you call me, he or she, to if you don't agree to tr- to trans your eight year old, you're a bigot. And there, I mean, there's already situations, and I talk about this in Stolen Youth also, there's already situations where people are not eligible to be adoptive parents or foster parents unless they agree to this sort of Rubicon of you will honor your child's gender identity. That's No nuts. matter what it is. That's completely so, crazy. I mean, that, what is the next step? That you're not allowed to keep custody of your children or that it's abusive? Already in the state of California, it's a safe haven for transgender. So, you know, if you're... 14-year-old in Texas decides that she wants to transition and she goes to California, she can do so legally. And she doesn't need dad. She doesn't need mom. And that situation is where it gets scary because they are bringing their problems and their sort of neuroses and all of this mental health crisis to your front door. Well, well, either they're bringing it to your front door or they're ignoring your front door and just letting them do it. Uh, Like you said, like in most schools now, I mean, there are some teachers, some faculty members who will literally say, hey, if you want me to use a different pronoun, I won't tell mom and dad. They won't they won't give them an Advil without calling mom or dad. But you can change your pronouns. Yep. No, that's exactly right. It's so funny. I mean, you have to sign like 300 permission slips for anything ever. Um, And what's really sort of frustrating is they act as though they are the parent, that they have the, the child's best interest at heart. But when, when the, the stuff hits the fan and this child is, is really sort of damaged as a result of all of this activism, it's the parents who are going to be picking up the pieces. And the, the guidance counselor will be nowhere to be seen. And I heard this from parents directly that, you know, my child was going through a mental health crisis. The school sort of picked up on it and, and perpetuated their their belief that they were non-binary instead of the fact that they were having a severe mental health crisis. And when the parents had to pull their kids out and send them to a private inpatient facility to deal with all of the other mental health issues they were having, guess who's picking up the bill and it's not the school district. Of course. Well, it's the same thing with making it compulsory through my taxes to pay for the education that I'm not allowed to have any part in. And this is yeah. why this is why Yunkin won in, in Virginia over Terry McAuliffe. Because McAuliffe said, you have no right to say what's happening in, in your kid's school. And the Virginia residents left and right said, oh, yes, we do. So yes. h- how do we get back to that? And, and I've only got a couple of minutes left because I want to ask you about homeschooling too. Just very quickly, can we force the people that work for us, the schools, to actually do what we want? So the, I mean, I'm not sure is is the real answer, yeah. and and maybe we'll we'll talk about that in the next segment. Yeah. But I think a lot of the the frustration in Virginia, in, spe- in particular, was that they were told you don't get to have a say after they spent two years being the sole educators of their children because the school Crazy. district bounced. Right. And so they went from like, you have to be your child's Zoom butler for two straight years, and you get no say as to if they're in a classroom or not, and then. The moment they're back in the classroom, you don't get a say as to what you, we were, were teaching them. And by the way, the test scores are all in the garbage and your child can neither read nor write nor do basic arithmetic. But it's not our fault. That was the tipping point. That was the tipping point yeah. for a lot of parents in Virginia. They were like, you know, like, what are, what are you here for? 
what what are we doing? What is this relationship? Exactly right. Uh, it's Bethany Mandel wrote a, wrote a book uh, along with Carol Markowitz. It's called Stolen Youth: How Radicals Are Erasing Innocence and Indoctrinating Indoctrinating a Generation. He said, "Stolen Youth." Go look for it on Amazon right now. Very quickly, I've only got about a minute, but you homeschool your kids, and there are a lot of people who would like to do that who just simply don't think they can. Can they? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So my entire last chapter in the conclusion, I give a very basic. So you want to pull your kids out? This is how you do it. I suggest reading material and first steps uh, is something I love talking about. That's great. I can't do it in 30 seconds, but it's the last uh, it's the last chapter in the book from me. Go get the book. Stolen Youth. It's um, uh, written by Bethany Mandel and also Carol Markowitz. Uh, do me a favor. Come back. Let's talk specifically about about homeschooling a lot. And again, this, is, this isn't to denigrate any public school teachers. There are some very, very good public school teachers out there. The administration and the school boards, many of them are nuts. And, and it makes a lot of sense for a lot of people to do what you're doing. They simply don't think they can. Let's do that, can we? I'd love to. It's my favorite thing in the world to talk about. Bethany, I appreciate you. Go follow her on social media as well. And we're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. information a great book from bethany mandel make sure you go and grab it on amazon we will have her back to talk more about uh, homeschooling do me a favor stop by joepags.com j-o-e-p-a-g-s.com click on watch and you can see all the videos all of our interviews all of my monologues all of the pags parody stuff like that it's all right there plus i do the come on videos over on uh, instagram it's joe talk show on instagram meantime let's do some pop what's happening polo so, I know you, you probably are going to care about this, but I'm sure some people will. Okay. Uh, Harry and Meghan's kids are officially going to be recognized as prince and princess. Oh, my God. Thank God. Yes. I'm sure it was like the news you've been waiting for this whole time. Wow, man. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? I mean? For people who don't want any spotlight at all, they don't want any attention at all, all they seem to do is get spotlight and attention. Am I right? I think it's a, they're, they're wanting the spotlight indirectly. I mean, I don't know. Okay. Well, God bless. I'm so glad to know that now. It is. Uh, <laughs> that's Polo. I appreciate you. That's Sam. That's Carrie. I'm Joe. We'll see you tomorrow. Same time, same place. Have a great night. Bye. This is the Joe Pegg Show.